This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you. Thank you so much. Good morning and welcome everybody to the show. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show. Debate one is down in the books. No, no. Debate lost. We all lost. <laughs> you know, we'll get around to. There was uh, no winning. We'll we'll talk. We'll talk about the uh, debate, but shut if, up, man. <laughs> if you saw anything on social media of people saying "Thank you, Buzz Adams, for getting me drunker than I've ever been in my life," I wasn't in a bar buying shots for people. I just posted my drinking game, drinking game rules, and apparently a lot of people and and the stuff I picked. Like some of them that I even meant as a joke came true. So people were drinking even on the ones where I thought it was like, for instance, one of them was every time Trump mentions Hunter Biden drink, every time Joe Biden mentions Bo Biden drink, that alone would get you schnockered. Because, uh, so there, if you see that on social media, I was not out buying shots for everybody. People were just playing my debate drinking game while watching the debate last night. And I apologize for hangovers, and I certainly hope there are uh, there are no alcohol poisonings as a result. Um, yeah, I so heard it was uh, a bleep show. It was it in the words of Dana Bash. Well, I can't use Dana Bash's words, but yeah, it was a, it was a bleep show. Did you see what the Daily Show tweeted out yesterday? Mm-mm. Chris Wallace's debate performance tonight is a great reminder that oh, kindergarten <laughs> teachers are underpaid. Yeah, I did see that. If you really want to get depressed, just go, go, you can find this on YouTube. Just go look at a debate from like the 80s between uh, Mondale and Reagan or from 92 between Bush and Clinton and Ross Perot. And I mean, it seems like it's from some better more civilized, more intelligent country that exists in some fantasy land when you Mm -hmm. compare them to what goes on now I, I mean even uh, Romney and Obama and McCain Obama just when you lay them side by side it just r- makes you really fear that the dumbing down of America is irreversible at this point so that was the uh, first presidential uh, general election debate last night was it everything we hoped and dreamed it, 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 if a dream counts nightmares yeah uh, and trauma, sure. So uh, we'll get into that. We've also got to ask a lawyer with attorney Justin Underwood. That's coming up later this morning. If you got legal questions, we like to have our uh, chief legal affairs correspondent, Justin Underwood, in from time to time to answer your questions. So have those questions ready, and we'll have uh, Justin Underwood in Around, well, I'm going to say around 7.30 Mountain. That'll be 8.30 Central. So we got that coming up this morning. Also, we're going to talk about things that feel illegal, even if they're not illegal. And we're uh, going to take your call. So anytime you want to put in a phone call, toll-free studio line to put you right into the studio is 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210. 6210 and we welcome your phone calls 
All right, let's go around and everybody talk about what you're uh, working on in your departments. Let's start with Joanna Entertainment News. I feel like we could use some light entertainment news this morning. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. It looks like we're going to be heading back to Bayside in November. Peacock has announced that the Saved by the Bell revival is coming to the streaming platform on Wednesday, November 25th. All right, and what what was the other one that's coming out? Oh, the Borat sequel. The Borat sequel. is going to come out on Amazon Prime yep. in October. All right, um, how about uh, sports, Brandon? What do we have coming up that we're going to talk about in sports today? The NFL is still planning on moving forward with the Titans-Steelers game. This was after the Titans had three players test positive and five staff members test positive for COVID-19. Notre Dame... Their football team has had an outbreak, and co- head coach Brian Kelly, he thinks he knows why. Oh, and the Minnesota Twins absolutely stink in the playoffs. They're breaking records. Yeah, the, the that Twins. Spans, that spans multiple right. sports, by the way, not Multiple just decades. Yep. Uh, so they, they've uh, sucked in the playoffs in three decades now. So yep. uh, that's coming up in sports. And Lisa, you want to give us a preview of news? What's coming up in the news today? We already hit on the debate, um, but the other big news today, Breonna Taylor, the grand jury's records are going to be released today. Uh, The Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron uh, is expected to release those recordings of the secret grand jury deliberations related to this case. Um, His office said in a statement on Monday that they would reluctantly comply with the judge's order to make the recordings public. And they say his office said the grand jury is meant to be a a secretive body, but in the uh, controversial decision... Grand jury issued no charges against the Louisville officers who fatally shot Brianna. So one officer was charged with wanton endangerment after some of the bullets went into an occupied apartment next to Brianna Taylor's. But uh, this juror says that they want the truth to come out. All right. We'll have that uh, coming up. Let's talk a little uh, TV. I watched four episodes of a series. I think it's on Hulu called Utopia. Has anybody heard about about that's this with one. John Cusack, Rain Wilson. Yeah, yeah. that's How the is one. It? Uh, okay, so crazy, but <laughs> but also, God, if anybody's listening, I was just wondering if I'm the only one who noticed this. So it's it's all about a conspiracy involving a virus okay. and uh, vi- virus experts being ignored by you know rich and powerful people. And as I was watching those first four episodes, there were a couple times it's like. I started, and it's all about a conspiracy. So I was like, wait a minute, is it because the show's about a conspiracy that I'm seeing all these weird, cons- as if it predicted the future, because this this was originally a 2013 British show, so this is an adaptation, and it's been in the work for years before any of us ever heard of COVID-19, probably before most of us had ever heard the term uh, coronavirus, and there are all these little Easter eggs in it, and I'm watching it going... It all connects, man. I felt like a conspiracy theorist myself. But, <laughs> like, just so much of it seems like it was pulled from, like, two days ago's headlines, which is impossible mm-hmm. because this thing was produced in 2018 and 19. But I- I'm just wondering if anybody else, maybe somebody on the chat, can tell me, have you watched this show, Utopia? And Oh, and the the whole thing is about the character's reading comic books and getting clues that that predict the future and it's a show centered around a comic book which seems to be presenting clues about a future that hadn't happened yet and it's just the whole thing is it's very trippy man 
So if you got Hulu, <laughs> just check it out and and tell me if tell me if I'm nuts because I feel a little nuts <laughs> watching that show. Also, the motel from the beloved uh, Hulu show S Creek. We figured out everybody else can say what S stands for except us, but the Rosebud Motel from S Creek is being sold. It's going to go on sale. Uh, the building was once a functioning motel in Orangeville, Ontario, Canada, which is about an hour west of Toronto. The current owner has had it since 2011, and he's mostly used it to house students at his basketball academy. Uh, he's rented out rooms on Airbnb. And, of course, the show has rented his place uh, for a month at a time every year since 2015, but it's going to be up for sale, so... Maybe some fan will get the ultimate S Creek collector's item, which is the uh, Rosebud Motel. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. I want to give out the phone number again because they asked an interesting uh, question. Was this a, this was a Reddit. So the question was, what's something legal that feels illegal when you're doing it? Once again, what is... What is something that is legal, but it feels illegal when you're doing it? And uh, we'll, we'll go through some of the answers that the people on Reddit gave, but it, does anybody have an example? Uh, Brandon and Lisa, maybe one of you guys can, can monitor the Facebook chat because somebody might put something uh, good in there. But sure. yeah. here's a telephone number. You call into the uh, show on the toll-free studio line at 844-305-6210. 844-305-6210. And the first one that jumped to mind for me is on the list, uh, near the top, in fact. Mm-hmm. Something that feels so 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 wrong, I won't I won't do it. But we'll get into that here in just a few minutes. Here's something that I did not think I would ever say again in my lifetime, but in a presidential poll, the Republican candidate and the Democratic candidate are virtually tied in the state of Texas. Texas has not gone blue since 1980. That was the last time that Texas went to the the Democratic candidate, which was Jimmy Carter. But most recent polling uh, conducted uh, last week by the uh, public policy polling firms shows that each candidate is polling about 48% with the remainder in the poll unsure. So, yeah, I guess you got like 4% of people who are just like, gosh, I just don't know which, I don't know which one to pick. Might be, uh, might be an election day decision here, but just the idea. Cover your eyes and just. Right. (laughs) Select blindly. Throw a dart. Yeah. Yeah, but Joe Jorgensen. Oh, I mean, I I just assumed Texas would would go for Trump. This well, they year, said but. they said the same thing in 2016, and it was close. And there was you know talk of yeah, but they Texas didn't. possibly uh, Texas possibly going for Hillary Clinton. It's not going to happen. Well, I'll say I think this poll. Listen, and no poll is guaranteed to be accurate. But this one puts it way closer than any poll in 2016 put it between Trump and Hillary. 
Let's uh, take a look at some some TV that you can watch tonight. Series finale of The 100. Did anybody ever get into watching The 100? No. It's, no. A, it's about like humans had to go to space because the environment got screwed up, and then they send a bunch of uh, kids down to repopulate. I watched the uh, most of the first season when I, I realized... Oh, this is, this is the one that was designed for like 14-year-old girls? I, I was like, this is a YA show. Yeah. <laughs> um, so series finale of The 100, that's tonight on CW. Game one of the NBA Finals is tonight, guys, on yep. ABC. So that's going to tip off uh, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain. And... That's going to be on ABC. Lakers host the Miami Heat. So this is the first game. Second game is... really hosting anybody. Right. Except for Mickey Mouse. It's in the bubble. South Park pandemic special. So we talked about this. They're doing a special on the pandemic. So it's a new episode of South Park tonight at Comedy Central. How great was them at the... I think it was the Broncos game. The entire oh, audience, yeah, the whole like there's a whole section of the crowd. It was all South Park characters, and it wasn't it wasn't just the main characters. It was it was like characters that you haven't seen. I in think a they few said seasons. like everybody five thousand. Yeah, was the total. So they contacted the obviously the creators of South Park, who both are from Colorado, and they were like, "Hey, can we use these?" And they're like, "Yeah, absolutely. Give us a few minutes. We'll make some of those little cutouts." A couple for you. of singing shows tonight on Fox back to back. You got Mass Singer. And followed by I Can See Your Voice. It almost seems like those shows are like, okay, here's one where we hear them but can't see them. Well, here's one where we can see them but can't hear them. Yep. Over on CBS, it's the second season finale of Love Island. And a movie premiere on Netflix today, The Boys in the Band, starring as a group of gay men in the 1960s, starring uh, actual yeah, well-known gay actors Jim Parsons, Zachary Quinto, and Matt Bomer star in this on Netflix. So that's new today. All right. I guess we got a call. Oop, we had a call, but it went away for some reason. Maybe they'll uh, call back here in a moment. Question is, what's something that is legal, but it feels illegal when you're doing it? So as soon as I saw the question... I said, the first thing that came to mind is when you go in a, uh, uh, especially a convenience store, but any store, if you go in a store and you're only going to use the bathroom, I feel like I have to buy something. Like and for, I do. For the use? I do every time. I'll buy a bag of Gardettos or gum and or well, something. It depends on the city because some bigger cities have that rule. Like paying Oh, they'll, they'll make only. you do it like in New York. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll you'll ask to use the restroom at a bodega in Manhattan, and they'll they'll make you buy something before they even give you the key to the bathroom. But mm-hmm. across Texas, like when you stop at a Loves or a Bucky's or yeah, you don't have to buy anything. No, nobody's checking, but I still do. Bucky's cleanest bathrooms, baby. Brandon, do you ever run in and use the restroom and and not buy anything? Um, I feel like it is my it is it's it's. Like um, a nominal fee, I'm going to buy something and I get to use your restroom. Thank you very much. I don't think I I do it consciously thinking, oh, I'm using their restroom. Now I need to to purchase something. It just happens to be that I'm going to be buying something anyway. All right. Some of the uh, other ones they give. Do you want to go down the list? 
Brandon? Sure. Okay, what else do they give? We'll start at number 10. Things that things that are legal, but they feel illegal while you're doing them. Yep. Turning the light on in your car while you're driving at night. Somebody, t- my, my parents used to say that's illegal. Said We're that's get illegal to have the dome light on. That's not. It isn't? No. no. Nowhere? I don't believe well, so. They lied because they told me that was illegal. Well, yeah, my parents said the same thing. But you know, the one thing you could to say is I can't see out my rearview mirror. Oh, if you got the dome light, you, you can't the see out the light, rear view yeah, mirror. Yeah, it it, 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 and at night it makes it difficult to drive. Has anybody? Because I operated on this this understanding of the law. Somebody convinced me one time that like an open container law applies to any beverage. Like you're not supposed to have an open container what? of, of no. Pepsi. Mm. I mean, in my car, yes. But For like 15 I years, I believed that was true. So I would be like, oh, man, there goes a cop car. I hope he didn't see my Pepsi, my Dr. <laughs> Pepper. That's what it would be. Getting high on this caffeine, man. Yeah, it's a, and it made sense. It's like, why would they call it open container? Why wouldn't they say like an open beer? I thought, that is a good point. Maybe people do get tickets for having open containers of orange juice or whatever. <laughs> Next one on the list. Ripping one or two bananas off a bunch of gro- uh, off a bunch at the grocery store because you don't want that many. That w- I would feel like that would be breaking a store policy of some kind. Like they've designated this, this is, is what to be this sold is a, as bunch. a bunch. Yes, I do I that sometimes with tomatoes that. on a vine. You know, I, I, you know what? I would think of it the same way as if there was a six pack uh, in the uh, of beverage, and I just wanted two of them. Like, yeah. I wouldn't break up a six-pack. I wouldn't break up a bunch of bananas either. But the way that the banana is priced is it's per weight. You're not buying that drink by the weight. So they, they can still sell. Like, if let's mm-hmm. say there's a package of six bananas, they can still sell four of those bananas. If you take two beers out of a six-pack, they can't sell that four-pack. I, I hadn't thought that deep on it before. I just but think I feel just, bad for the bananas because then I'm like, oh, look at the lonely two. Yeah. All right, what else? Uh, the next one here, this is uh, things that feel illegal, but they're really not. That moment when you go through a metal detector and have an irrational fear there's a gun in your pocket you forgot about. Yeah. Wait, what now? That moment when you go through a metal detector and have an irrational fear that there's a gun in your pocket that you forgot about. Oh Mine isn't a gun, but it's like I used to carry nine, around like a, a knife. knife. Yeah, and I would always kind of have that brief... Brief second of panic. I, did I, I did I remember to to leave that in the car? I've never been unsure of whether I'm packing or not. Like I've always known whether or not I am. Because you always are. I never mm-hmm. am, but I I get that fear. <laughs> like, what if I have a gun? I don't even own a gun, but you never know. May have fallen in my purse at some point. I get that moment of fear when you're going through the airport and yeah. they scan you, and they're and and they ask you like, are you is everything out of your pockets? And you're like, yeah. And I double check just in case. But even as you're standing like this, and that thing goes around you, in my mind, I'm like, oh, what are they going to do if they find something in my pocket? Are they going to arrest me? Even if it's just like a piece of gum. Do you know what I've got popped for before? And it was just that I did totally forget it. Do you know these little? So I I subscribe one of your to little the, knives. Yeah, one of my little knives to cut out articles from the newspaper. So I subscribe to the newspaper. And I had these little here. I had this little box cutter. Mm-hmm. And one time I was going through the airport, and I just forgot about it. And I thought, oh no! I just told them that I didn't have anything else in my pocket. They're gonna think I'm, I'm trying to smuggle this thing in. Yeah, they're 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 gonna think I'm up to no good. 
but they just took it. <laughs> they just confiscated it. Uh, next one on the list here, things that feel illegal but are not. Reading a book at a bookstore for a while, then putting it back on the shelf. Why does Barnes... I've never understood why Barnes & Noble puts out comfortable chairs. They're just inviting people to sit there and read the whole book. I mean, if you wanted to read a book and had no money, you could just go into Barnes & Noble and read a chapter a day and just hang out. I think the hope is people would have a better conscience than that and go pay for the book. Well, I certainly do, but... I usually, well, I usually do that. I'll sit down and I'll read like at least like four or five pages to see if it's something I'm interested in because I'm one of those where I buy books and I just have a ton of books that I got a couple chapters in. I'm like, oh, this book wasn't as good as I thought, and I just leave it. I'll tell you what, let's, uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back and read some more from this list. It'll give us a chance if, uh, if anybody has a phone call coming in because I'd like to hear things that, that you would add to the list of things that are legal but they feel illegal when you're doing them. Let's talk to uh, James. James has a comment, it looks like, about the debate. Hi, James. Hi, good morning. Good How morning. are you guys? What's going on, James? No, I was just wondering about the debate. You know, um, I noticed that Donald Trump, um, what, I think he was just trying to be childish because he, he was calling Biden that he's number two. <laughs> I was thinking that... I heard that clip. I, I, I was trying to think, did he just did he just compare the vice president to, to poop? Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't exactly. make it. I, so you heard it too. I did, but you know how it's like, uh, it was going so fast and people were talking all over each other. I was, I was wondering if I heard that correctly. But yeah, I, I, I said the same thing, and I was like, yeah, he's not saying that you're second or whatever. I think he was calling him poop. <laughs> I don't, Who does number two work for? I don't know if, <laughs> if Donald Trump could be that that clever about it. I mean, most of his insults are pretty, you know, you don't have to parse them to figure out if they're insults or not. Well, you know, he thinks real childish, you know, like, a, like you know how those little bully kids and... You know, if it's a grade school thing, I would think he would do that, you know? Um, I'm trying to find that clip. Oh, yeah, here, I got it. So if you guys uh, missed this, we could hear it back. And this will be my only my second time hearing it. Did Trump say Biden was a number two? All right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so let me see if I got this. Biden was listing the failures of the Trump administration. So he listed number one. Then he said number two. Did Trump come back and say, no, you're number you're two? You're number two. Yeah, he did. Oh, my God. It does sound more like you're right when I yeah. listen back to it, James. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. God, I'm glad you drew attention to that and I listened back uh, to it. All right. Thanks, James, for the call. Hey, okay, bye. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Did you like that one? Yeah, that's a good one. Courtesy laughter from Joanna. <laughs> I got a. Uh, as I was producing all this stuff, I was like, I, want, I need to. We need to throw in some of that Joanna soundboard stuff. <laughs> Yesterday, I heard the ooh. Yeah, there's one that has like three different. <laughs> three different uh, Joanna sounders in it. I heard that one yesterday. I started giggling. We're going to get back to this list on Reddit. Uh, things that are legal but feel illegal when you're doing it. We're also going to have attorney justin underwood in later so if you've got a legal question you want to ask an actual lawyer we'll have ask a lawyer coming up and i've got a story about how seriously they take quarantine in new zealand 
uh, on the way. So back to the list: things that that are that are legal, but they feel they feel illegal when you do them. Yeah, the next one on this list here is this one's mostly for guys: adjusting your junk when you're out in public. Yeah, I think you want to be careful to be with that. about that, like. Mm-hmm. I think people have claimed that that's all they were doing when they've been when they've actually been arrested for like exposing themselves or something. Like people say, I was just adjusting. So, I guess maybe you should be careful. Yeah. When you're doing that, because it could be it, it technically could be illegal. It, it might be. Yeah. You ever do that when you're walking? You ever do that one big step to the side just to kind of like straighten stuff up? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure I've done all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Next, one at on. least turn your back, you know, to the majority of the people. But yeah. be discreet. I, I've always thought that those, like, when somebody gets arrested for for whipping it out or flashing in public, and they say, "I was just adjusting," I, I I'm skeptical of their version of the facts. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, next one on this list: when you're at a store and realize there's something in your pocket. That they also sell there. God, I don't guess I've ever had that happen. I don't think I have, but I know what it's talking about. Like if you had some chapstick and you realize, oh, I'm going to check out, I've got... Chapstick in my pocket, yeah. Like what if they made me, they forced me to empty out my pockets? Where'd you get this chapstick, yeah. sir? I, I, I got it like six weeks ago I got it, at Walgreens. I swear. You got a receipt for it? <laughs> <laughs> or when you're returning something at a store, oh. but you need to get, like, exchange it for a different size. So you're walking through the store with it and you're with just the like, thing. you're like, yeah. I, I purchased this. I, pur- I purchased it. Mm-hmm. How about when you pay for your stuff, like at Ross, and you walk out and the alarm starts going off and everybody looks at you, you know that it's because they didn't take off one of those, one of the tags. One of those magnetic tags. Yep. But you still feel like a criminal because then you got to go back in and talk to the loss prevention guy at the door. Have they, the worst <laughs> is they always just go, go ahead. Yeah, so I was going to say, have, have they yeah. kind of stopped doing that? Because every time it buzzes, you kind of turn around and they go, eh, go like, ahead. Eh. Well, what and that I'm can all, mean no, too often, it could be that tag that you can't get yeah. off. You've got to yeah. have the little tool. So, And I do not have a little tool. So <laughs> <laughs> I have to make sure that the guy at the counter uses his little tool. I can see yeah. Buzz. You know what I'm saying, yeah, right, Joanna? Tool. The plastic yeah. piece, right? That gray plastic piece. Yeah, and it has, and then it comes off. Yeah, I could see Buzz getting home with something like that. Oh, I have. And, and, just, try, and just trying to rip I've it off gotten, himself. I have done exactly that. <laughs> it's just trying to be to like, me. do I want to take this all the way back? I might have already thrown the receipt away. But do you ever Can have I that one shady? F- yeah. Do you have that one shady friend that's like, oh yeah, no, this is how you do it, and they're like, and they know we- how to do it. Well, yeah. that could have been they worked in retail too. Uh, you know, if they know how to do it. Oh no, 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 no. Like, how do they're like? No, you just have to slice. See, this is the only part that's connected. So all you have to do is cut this one part. I'm like, what? I don't have any. I probably do have friends like that. I just don't know. Yeah, Nico that. lives with you. What are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> Check his shirts for tags next time he comes in. We're, we're talking about things that are legal, but they they seem illegal when you're doing them. Next one on this list, opening a drink or snack at the store before you've paid for it. Oh, I see kids like that but all I the feel time. Like kids, because like, I, I do that. We at, used to do that when my nephew to be like, shut up. Stop screaming. 
I, but I, don't they like kind of want you to do that me? now at, at the store? Like, because they have that whole beverage section right when you that walk just in. sells singles. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that's the new like norm. It, it was hard to get used to it because. It, it seemed like stealing, but then I got so used to it that I would get like an orange crush to drink while walking around the store or a water bottle. Well, when when my daughter was about three, I did it, and she looked at me, and her eyes were as big as they could get. Dad, that's stealing! And she said it that loud, too. She oh. was freaked out. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to look. What's going to happen is I'm going to get to the counter. I'm going to give them the bottle. And they're going to scan it. And I had gotten her something to drink, too, because she said she was she was thirsty. That's how she used to talk. Girl, so you're I got, benefiting from this kid. No, she wouldn't drink it. No. She's like, no, that's stealing. Did you actually have to go to the front, pay for it yeah, first, and, and then, then give go it to her. She wouldn't drink it till I paid for it. Oh, she keeps you honest. Next one on this list, using a gas station bathroom without buying anything. Yeah, that's the one that uh, I'll get, you know, a crunch bar or something just so I, I can say, look, I, I transacted with you. Next How about, one. you know, I, I said in New York there are plenty of bodegas and uh, different places they, they got. They make you buy yeah. something. There are some that won't let you use their bathroom even if you do buy something. It's like this isn't a bathroom. This is a store. Yeah, it's employee. Yeah. It's the the bathrooms for employees only. Uh, next, but one, guess what? If I ever went in some place and I couldn't use a facility, I that would be like a big strike. That might even be like two and a half strikes against the place. I'd just go to some place that lets you use their bathroom. What if Tuesday morning said, "No, sir, well, you're the, not allowed to use our bathroom." There is no substitute for Tuesday morning. I guess I'd go to Home Goods. <laughs> <laughs> uh, trying to break into your own home when you're locked out. I was known in the neighborhood as the person who could get you into a house if you forgot your key or if you got locked out. And in fact, I even did it for some of the parents when I was a kid. So, <laughs> did you? Uh, do you want to hear the story? Did you Santa this? closet? Were you going down the chimney? No, no. Did they just go to your mom and be like, "Hey, can little Buzzley come and we lock get ourselves out?" Our right. Again. So this is this is before I lived on or the period of my life where we lived in town because we lived on a farm for a lot of when I was growing up. But when we lived in town, it was kind of a newer addition, and all the houses were about the same square footage, and they all kind of looked alike. So they were all built with the same specifications. Well, mm -hmm. I found out. If I was ever locked out of my house, which seemed to happen quite a bit when I was a kid. Shocking. I could go around to my bedroom window, and you know how there's a latch? Mm -hmm. I figured out how to knock on the window that in a way that would vibrate oh, you the went, latch. Oh, Fonzie on it. Remember how he would like knock on the vending machine? Yeah, but it was very precision. It all had to do on <laughs> where on the window you hit. You couldn't hit too hard. You'd break the window. You can't hit too soft, or but I didn't do anything. I had it down, and it turns out it worked for all those houses. They were all built with the same windows. Like I say, none of these houses were more than four or five years old, mm -hmm. so people knew, oh, he can get you into your house. And I even had, <laughs> well, the school principal came down one time. I had to get into her house. <laughs> <laughs> I just envisioned Buzz where they were like, oh, we need him to uh, to come get let us into our house. And and he's like, all right, I got this really. Uh, sophisticated technique and just walks up with a brick and just curls <laughs> it through the front window. No, but can you picture what I'm talking about? Just very oh, precision, yeah. little taps on the window to get the latch to go around until you could just raise the window and then you went in the window. I see young little Buzzley looking like a, like a somebody who's breaking into a safe, like his ears up on the window and he's listening for it and he's... Yeah. 
Yeah, like how how a yeg has his ear next to the safe to listen for the tumblers to fall into place. It was yeah. similar to that, sure. Uh, final one on this list. Things that feel illegal when you're doing them, but they're really not illegal. Taking too many napkins from a restaurant <laughs> so you can use them as tissues later. They're not illegal. Mm-mm, that's freebies. Mm-hmm. At some point, though, if you just picked up the entire thing, emptied all of the napkins out of the dispenser and walked out, somebody might call you on that. I mean, you can well, say you they're all free. all of them. Yeah, you leave right. a couple. Yeah, you got to leave a few left. I did this. It wasn't with napkins, but it was with uh, tea <clears throat> when we were in Disneyland, and I did it right in front of... Mickey? No, uh, the fairy godmother. <laughs> oh, no, bibbity bop to your The fairy godmother was there. So we were... We were at one of those, you know, they have the, the, uh, the character breakfasts mm-hmm. where the you know, oh, bunch yeah. of characters come around. great. So I ordered a tea and it was one of those buffet ones. So they bring you this whole little tray of tea. And I'm like, well, son of a bitch, I'm going to take this. Like, I want more tea for the trip. This was like day number one. Oh, you're talking about with like the tea packets. Yes. 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 So there's a bunch of tea packets in front of me and the fairy godmother comes up. And she's talking to our daughter. Our daughter stands up and they're talking. And it didn't even click in my brain like, oh, she's, you know, the fairy godmother's right there. So I grab a handful of the tea bags and then I grab my wife's purse and I stuff them in there. (laughs) And she looks at me horrified. Like, what are you doing? Like, she didn't make a sound, but her eyes, like I was getting that death stare. Yeah. And so fairy godmother takes the picture, goes away. And my wife leans forward and she goes, don't you ever steal tea in front of the fairy godmother again or we are leaving Disneyland. I think almost everyone does that, though, because we used to when I was a server, I remember we had like a really nice uh, like wood box that had all the different tea flavors in it. So that was the thing is you bring it over. Like that when Kevin's got in his office. Yeah. And you open it up and they pick which tea they want. And I remember one time the lady did this. She goes, oh, you know, let me look at them because I I need a minute. And I was busy. So I'm like, whatever. So I left the box there and I come back later. Half the teas are gone. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? This is on me. I'm not even mad at her. I was like, okay, thanks. Closed it and walked away. (laughs) You played yourself. (laughs) I was like, I'm not even mad. Brandon stole in front of the fairy godmother. I totally did. It didn't even click in my brain either. Because the whole poem, in the back of my brain, I'm like, they wouldn't provide this whole thing if they weren't (laughs) expecting it to be gone. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, if they only wanted me to have one tea bag, they would have given me one tea bag. And I'm going to agree with him because we were specifically told you bring the box over, open it, let them choose which tea they want, and then you close it, like pretty woman style. Like, no, do not touch <laughs> anymore. Down on <laughs> pretty woman style. All right, here. Yeah, here, and then you walk away and you take the box with you. So I'm on Brandon's side. Disney wants you to steal it. Here are tea. some of the comments from our <laughs> Facebook uh, chatters having to do with the question what's something that's legal, but it feels illegal when you're doing it? Adrian says, I've gone to a clothing store. Wearing clothes I had bought from there. Oh, that happens to me at Marshall's all the time. I feel like they think I stole the clothes and put it on. Oh, man, especially when you see what you're wearing on a shelf or on a hanger. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Rudy says, what about when you eat a grape at the grocery store? Like Marge Simpson. Uh, Can you really do that nowadays, though? You can't do that now. Yeah. Why? Because of COVID? Yeah. 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 Okay. Is anyone else having trouble opening... Like the little produce bags. Oh, yeah. Like, not licking your finger. Yeah, to I had it. to, I was like trying to start a fire almost the other day. I was rubbing it together, like maybe it'll open eventually. <laughs> Beyond, good morning, Biani, who's listening from Oklahoma. 
Uh, she says, I used to go to Wiener Schnitzel with straws. I, or I'd do that at Wiener Schnitzel with straws. I'd empty the entire canister into my backpack when I was in high school. My mom finally decided to buy me reusable <laughs> straws. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, let's uh, take a call about smoke detectors. Here's Evan. Hi, Evan. Hey, good morning, Buzz. Good, good morning, morning, everyone. Good morning, Evan. What's up? Well, I just I had a you guys were talking about the Jimmy Butler interview, and I saw that uh, this morning. It's not the same thing, but I'm a school teacher here in town, and I'm, I'm a PE coach. Yeah. So at, at any point in time, I might have, depending on the, the grade level size, 60 to 80 kids in a meeting. Ooh. So it happened a few weeks ago. It started on a Monday, and, you know, there was a smoke alarm going off in the background. You know, when the kids are muting themselves, you can hear it. And... It bothers me, too, but, hey, your house, your prerogative, it is what it is. So it kept going on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Well, by Thursday afternoon, one of the parents that was in another with another kid, uh, I guess it had enough of it, and it was kind of a quiet lull where the kids were writing something down, and all I hear in the background is, change your goddamn smoke alarm battery. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, one of the parents said it from from one of the other Zoom cameras? <laughs> Change your damn. Just, just change, it was just change your goddamn smoke alarm battery already. Yeah. Well, as a gym teacher, uh, I I thought maybe that wouldn't bother you as much because it does sound like a squeaking sneaker on a basketball. Play? Can you play the Jimmy Butler clip again where it was driving <laughs> Lisa crazy that his I can't with smoke that. detector kept oh. going off. Ah. Uh. Honestly, I I guess I heard that and I just thought, oh, they're they're at practice and that's a, a sneaker squeaking on the on the board is I what I thought it was. I had to shut my webcam off. <laughs> I had to mute my microphone because it just came out of nowhere and it was just such a deadpan delivery. I got a good old belly laugh out of it for about thirty seconds. <laughs> and, uh, hey, Evan, have you had a case? We we heard a teacher talking at a school board meeting in Florida that. Parents walk by in their underwear. Parents walk by and they got a joint in their hand, oh. or they're uh, drinking a beer. Have you have you had any situations like that that have popped up? Uh, you know what? On my end, personally, no. Thankfully, yeah, uh, we've uh, we've tried to establish it with our kiddos and our parents from the beginning. Like, hey, just don't forget. There's about a little lot of people in this meeting, and there are parents who are watching. So just. Please be mindful of that. We understand mistakes happen, but please be mindful. And I know of other teachers that have had it happen. Yeah. Uh, maybe not to the extent of you know, you know what you what you said, but you know, parents interjecting comments or uh, you know, uh, baby baby sisters, baby brothers picking up the kid's tablet and running around the house with it, things like that. <laughs> <laughs> but so far in one of your classes, the 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 most rowdy it got was. Change the dang battery in your smoke detector. All right. Thanks, Evan, for the call. All right. Appreciate that. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Let me uh, start out our conversation with Justin Underwood. This is Ask a Lawyer. Let me start out by giving the phone number if you've got a legal question. And remember, this is not uh, the same or a substitute for, for legal consultation. 
this is, you know, on the radio and it might point you in the right direction. I think people have definitely felt they've been helped before by calling in and asking. So that's what this is for. Toll free studio line to ask attorney Justin Underwood. Your legal question is 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210. And good morning, Mr. Underwood. Good morning, everybody. Just yeah. don't ask me who to vote for. because <laughs> I, I, God, I don't know. Vote for Bucky's. Amen to that. You're like Chris Wallace, I guess. He seemed like the most adult at the table. I, I honestly I thought he needed to pull the car over and spank those kids, man. I I honestly think that I think there's like three more debates that are supposed to take place. Listen, oh, nobody wants what we saw last night. If they're going to have a debate, they're going to have to have all right. Trump in a separate location, <laughs> yeah. Biden in a separate location, and do it on Zoom and hit a mute button. If you ask Trump a question, you hit Biden's mute button. Vice versa, I'm not. I'm not saying that the behavior is completely equal because there, you know, there was one candidate that was a little more egregious, but it, it got to the point. Yeah, but it got to the point where it, it's more of an embarrassment than anything oh, else. If you really want to feel bad about the state that our country's in, go watch a debate, and you don't even have to go that far back. You can right, go to right. Romney and Obama. Absolutely. And look, here's the thing with. Every election before, I would say, okay, well, I might lean toward more toward McCain, but but Obama'd be fine, absolutely. You know, and when it was Obama Romney, it's like, well, maybe, you know, maybe I slightly lean toward Obama, but Romney'd be fine. Yeah, you don't, you didn't feel like <laughs> either candidate was leading us toward certain. Well, you doom, looked at you know? both of them and you said these are smart men, competent men. They disagree on some of the finer sure. points and minutia, but either one of them would be fine. You and know, they, and it, that and they had respect. Like there's yeah. zero respect. Um, if you cut off the far left and the far right of America, most people have a mixture of values. You, it, it, it's okay to have some values that are conservative and some values that are liberal. Me, I think weed should be legal, right? But I also love guns, so you know, there's a good example of mixing yeah. it up, y'all. I, I, I this know. is the only election where I've sat there and all my libertarian friends, I'm like, am I on your side now? Like, right. <laughs> am I against everyone? Well, I'll put it this way. I, I think that there there's uh, racial injustice in our country. I agree with I that 100%. I think things that definitely need to be dealt with. And I, I think agree. that, uh, you know, that is a, a real thing. I'm not in favor of burning stuff down. No, or destroying somebody's not. property. I mean, I'm against I, that I'm as well. I'm against property damage and... and so, yeah, I see what you mean. I but just, you know. I, maybe it all gets amplified because of social media, because you oh, hear from people, you would think everybody on your social media is either a, a right-wing wacko or a left-wing loon. Right, and nobody wants to hear from, from the extreme sides. Like I said, most of us are somewhere in the middle, and we're just sick of listening to all this. I, yeah. I am a radical moderate. Like, I am so <laughs> radical. Like, I think the middle path... Is usually you know I you don't do anything extreme, cream, but yeah. sometimes I have chocolate. Yeah, and that's I think that's part of the problem is the people who are moderates who and I think actually especially in the area we live, there's a lot of moderates people yeah. that you know they enjoy having their guns and being able to go shoot them, but they also you know have some liberal things that they enjoy 
like marijuana. I'm, I'm not going to take an AR to the state capitol to make a point, though. Yeah. <laughs> but just because you but can. will take a bong fully loaded. <laughs> just because you can. I, I tell clients this all the time. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. Probably the best advice to give people. But because I would like to thank President Trump for bringing back uh, Big Ten football. Thank, thank God. <laughs> I'm, the football, I'm the football guy. Uh, I was you like, like Big Ten football, did, I'm your guy. Did he really just say that? <laughs> Oh, it's a talking point. Oh, I know. Let's get some calls. Uh, remember, you're talking to an attorney. This was not the same. Uh, we just can't go into the depth on right, things absolutely. that you would want to, to consult with an attorney, but maybe we can get you in the right direction. We have Liz, first of all. And hi, Liz. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Liz. Hi. Good morning, everybody. Liz, what is your question, my dear? So my question is, um, I have a boss that is just, very unethical and um, harassing. So um, a lot of us um, employees, we've gone up to HR, we've gone up through the the chain of command, and nothing ever happens. Can I ask you, Liz, is your boss the boss, or does he have bosses on up the line? um, He has um, bosses higher up in corporate, Mm -hmm. or typical corporate America, right? Liz, but, you, you um, said corporate, so I'm 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 making the assumption that your the company that you work for has a lot of employees. Yes. Okay. Yes. Have you guys made formal written complaints and put it in writing? Yes, we okay. have. Okay. Um, there are a couple of there's there's probably that, that's a specialized area of law, but there's about four guys here locally, two of which um, I regularly talk to because you know we send cases back and forth to each other. If you want to email me. Um, I'll give you my email address. Uh, just go to wyattunderwoodtriallawyers.com and send the email because that email actually goes to me. I screen all the, the incoming emails so I can answer it and set up appointments and stuff. If you'll email me, Liz, I will get you the names of a couple people because I, there, I, there are other things like yeah, the EEOC claims and stuff like that that's beyond my skill set, but I know that there are remedies for that. Do you feel like yeah. uh, your Liz, can I ask you, do you feel like your HR director – is a reasonable person, or do you feel like the HR direct? Do you, do you feel like it's just a joke when you go to HR? At yeah, this point? I feel that it's just a joke. How I many, mean, how, my boss is the type that he won't fire anybody, so they won't get unemployment. So he'll make your life a living hell. Like he'll give you bad hours. You know what I mean? And he'll just like retaliation. Talk down you disrespect I Liz mean, I, I, I got another question and I'm and I'm avoiding uh, you know I don't want to know the company right well, I mean don't, I, don't I, talk about I, it. I do but I don't want you to say it on the air but <laughs> would you say your corporate culture is this a corporation that is known as having uh, like an unfriendly workplace or does what like what is the corporate culture reputation of your company you know what? After looking up some reviews online, it does look like that is the culture. Hmm. Kind of like management. Nobody does nothing about it. I don't know if you guys have heard of the glass door where a lot of people like kind of complain about their companies and where they use oh, the yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Glass door is fascinating. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I've gone up to look at my company there and oh, yeah. I will say on Glassdoor, every company's got some bad reviews. Like you can't Everybody. go to, I've never been to Glassdoor yeah. and found a, a company that didn't have it. That's because I don't think people go there to, to talk about how <laughs> right. oh, they, you don't, my <laughs> employer is fantastic. Hey, I just got fired, but they were really they fair. They were really nice about it. <laughs> no, I, I think how many people have done the, the written complaints? Liz? 
Um, I want to say like 20 people. Oh, already. yeah. I, I, just listen. Just yes. shoot me an email. Um, I should be free in about 45 minutes, an hour or so. And I, I, I regularly check that email, you know, six, seven times a day. So, All right, Liz. Thank you for the call. Wonderful. Thank you, guys. Take care, Liz. Everything. All right. Appreciate be it. Be safe. Email us your company name. I want to look you up on Glassdoor. <laughs> Hello, Mary. Hey, morning. Hi, hi Mary. What's Good going morning, on? Mary. Morning. Um, thank you for having the segment. I really like these segments. Oh, thank you, Mary. Um, absolutely. We do it more often, but Justin won't come in. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> please. He's, he's always out hunting something. <laughs> Speaking of. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, I have a quick question, pretty much a general question about sure. school zones. Um, okay. Right now, because of the pandemic, we don't know what schools are in um, open. Right. Yeah. Right. We, I mean, I I kind of speed a lot, and uh, sometimes Respect. I'm always in a hurry, so I don't know if I should. I mean, do I have to abide by the? So the, the answer to the answer to that question is maybe. I've had cases. Well, I mean. Because we, you know, we do tons of tickets every month. I live uh, near Franklin High School, and so in the summertime, that during the summer, there in the mornings, they, sometimes their school zone blinkers are going off. Yeah, school. We all know school is not in session. So I have had more police officer friends of mine tell me that you you can disregard them because school's not actually in, and then I've had disregard a, the blinkers. Right, right. Mm. The school zone warning because school's not actually in. That's, you know, but then I've had like two or three of my, my police officer friends go, oh, no, no, we'd probably write you a ticket for that. Do I do I think that you could get out of a ticket if you got ticketed? If there was no school that day? Yes, I do. Um, but I would just tell you any anytime you're near a school, regardless, please slow down. You know, and I hate hate to admit this, but Mary, I'm going to I'm going to admit it to you. I was driving. I go past an elementary school mm-hmm. and this time of year. You know, it'd be 15. Oh, yeah. So I'm driving through, and it dawned on me, oh, no, when the schools are back in, I'm going to have to start slowing down slow to down. 15 again. <laughs> that sucks. Yep. Um, the confusing ones are the ones that don't have blinkers. Like, some of them yeah. just have these hours, you know, so that's like a permanent thing. So it sounds like you're talking about going through a school zone where they don't have... Like when right. when lights are flashing, right? Those are those are kind of confusing. Right, right. But if if, if school's not in, I mean, I, I think you you're you know you're pretty safe because those blinkers. The intent of those blinkers is to slow you down during school. I wouldn't go so far as to say it couldn't happen. Oh, know? absolutely not. Somebody just post up right there and be like, "Hey, you sped through a school zone. Roy, write your ticket." Absolutely. I mean, if you get a ticket, it would be kind of kind of chintzy but yeah no <laughs> i couldn't I mean, see it happening <laughs> i've seen people get tickets for all yeah. kinds of stuff just, right. if you get a ticket uh just wyattunderwoodtravelers.com or call the office 485-9100 we can fight those tickets we do it every day by the way uh school in uh you know a lot of schools are back in i think right. the el paso independent school district is is going to reopen uh in october yes like i think october right 19th. after yeah after the fall break so may and, and even that is like some of the students will be coming in some days. Some parents can opt out and not send their pa- their kids at all, and they can right. remote learn. But as soon as they open it up for for some of the teachers and students, you might just get ready for it in a couple of weeks anyway. Absolutely. All right, Mary. Gotcha. Take care, Mary. Thank be you safe. So much. Thanks for the call. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, we're back with Justin Underwood and more of Ask a Lawyer with Attorney Justin Underwood. You can find uh, 
Wyatt Underwood Trial Lawyers online at Wyatt Wyatt Underwood Trial Lawyers dot com. And uh, I just want to get right. I I had a couple of other questions for you, kind of off topic, but yes, sir. I want to get to the callers before anything else. So, Johnny, we said we're going to go with Johnny when we came back. Hi, Johnny. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, morning, Johnny. What do you got? Doing good. I just have a question here. My friend uh, was asking me a question. I was like, I have no idea. But she said that her mom, uh, God rest her soul, did a will. And everything, like the land, the property, the house, uh, goes to her brother. And he lives in San Antonio. But um, one time he called the hospital to take him because he wasn't feeling good. He's not. I think he has some illness that doesn't know where he's at or he's confused. Some kind of uh, cognitive uh, disability of some kind. Yeah, something like that. But um, but the brother, she went to go over there to to take her dad because he, he, he was in the hospital and he left them and they went to the nursing home. So he went to she went to take his dad to the house and everything was locked up and they went inside all the property inside was gone and she found out it was her brother he changed the padlock took all the all the stuff inside and she wants to know if he had the right to do that wait wait wait. so are you saying the father is the one who's uh you know maybe got some some early onset or some onset dementia or something or are you saying it's the brother in san antonio that might have no, the no, dementia. The brother, he lives in San Antonio, but the dad, he has some dementia. Uh, the dad does. Too. Oh, oh, okay. The dad does. Yes. All right. What's the brother's mental state, as far as you know? Um, perfectly fine. Okay. Everything's fine. But they both live here in El Paso, and he lives over in San Antonio. And she just want to know if he had the right to do all that. My, my first my first question is was was there a will that left the property to this brother? The property the, the will says the property belongs to him. To the brother or to the when you, yeah, to when the you, dad? When you say him, what do you mean by him? The brother? Yeah, to the brother. Okay, was the, the mom did the mom did the will for her uh, for her husband. She couldn't leave it to the husband because although he's still living, he's he's got some dementia or something. Am I understanding that right, Johnny? Yes. Okay. So the brother came over and kind of cleaned out the property, but it's his property. Yeah, at if, that the, point, if, right? if the will because a lot of times when we do wills, right, we will you know, some people have certain items that they want to go to certain family members. You have to put those in your will. Like if you have a gun collection or you have an Elvis collection or whatever it is that you collect and you want it to go to a certain individual in your family. You gotta specify. You it. have to specify it. Because typically when you say property, the property at one 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 ABC Drive, right? That yeah. if you leave that as its face, they're talking the property and its contents. You have to differentiate in the will what goes to who. And if you don't do that, well, then you're you're left with what's on the we, we call it within the four corners of the document. Yeah. What is on the face of that document? So, so it sounds like Johnny is a third party. He was just hearing this from a friend who was trying to get sure. an answer for. It. So, I guess you would ask the friend. Well, were there any 
things specified that were going to, you know, other property other than the the real estate. Was there was there anything set aside for anybody other than the brother in San Antonio? Yeah, the way to nope. the, the way to find that out would be get a hold of the will. Well, he said no, <laughs> so his impression <laughs> is no, there wasn't anything. So yeah, he said, I leave everything to all, him. Then then he's got all every he right. Says, all he says property and land. But property could be. I mean, my phone is my property. My truck is my property. My guitars are my property. Would you say he's probably, the brother was probably within his rights just based on the, the ba- based available on information? What I'm hearing on available information, if the will was probated correctly, then yes. All right. Okay, Johnny, that even may not be. Even though he's alive? Even though who? The, the father? Yes. It doesn't matter. You don't have to leave stuff to your spouse. I've left I, everything I, to I, my I, children just in case of my early demise. Who had? Oh, okay, because she was all just kidding, honey. Freaking out because she wants some stuff. She wanted to take care of the stuff for uh, for for her dad. Yeah, but since everything's gone, she's all she's all upset about to her brother because she took everything. Oh yeah, no, I, I can I, too, can, I can understand her being upset. You can't really <laughs> argue with a dead person. I mean, if the will was done correctly and it's a valid will, and those were her wishes, and that was her property. It's hers now, to do now, what she now wants what, with. What uh, would you say, Justin, and I don't know if, if you specialize in this area, but if somebody were to make the case, well, the mother also was kind of pressured by the son. You know, there was right. some kind of influence that was undue. Can, so you can contest a will, but yeah. you have to contest it when it's being probated. Unless you find out, you know, is there a limit? I don't know the answer to, is there a limit to how long you can probate a will? I'm sure there's lawyers listening right now. Uh, Bob Warwick and Magda Soto, I'm sure, are listening and going, uh, yeah, dummy, this is the answer. But I don't know the answer to that. But any time that somebody is, because you do have people who influence elderly people, right? They they get them to yeah. sign things. They don't know what it is. And, you know. Or just, mom, let me take care of all absolutely. this. You can trust me. Absolutely. All right, I'll do Johnny. what's right. So that that's the answer, Johnny. Thanks for the call, Johnny. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks. For uh, sure, man. Take care, bud. I guess I, I should count myself very lucky because I have a large family. And anytime there's been stuff left, first of all. There's not a lot of money. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) And second of all, everybody seems to value their family more than the possession. As you should. Or it seems like everybody is willing to, oh, I really wanted this clock. I've never heard of there being hurt feelings or a fight or anything. Right. Maybe I just don't know how lucky I am, (laughs) you know, to live in that Right, no, I mean, you, you are, because there are families who will fight over a nickel. We we have uh, time for one more call. This is Samantha. It's also a question about a will. Hi, Samantha. Hi, how are you? Good morning. Good morning, Samantha. Um, I was just wondering, my mom was asking me this question the other day, and I don't know the answer to it, and I guess she has, um, you know, some friends that are kind of, um, they're lawyers, but they're kind of trying to push her to get... Um, her will done and she was like you know i don't know i don't know if i want to pay these people this much money to do this and i'm just wondering do you know if i can write down what i want to where i want things to go and have it notarized is that can i do that and can that be a legal thing and i have no idea the answer to that Mm, question that is a good question if you wrote something down got it notarized would that stand up as your will and testament? It, it could, but then again, it could not. So I would tell you this. Wills don't cost that much to prepare. I mean, even super complicated wills aren't going to cost you more than a couple thousand dollars. Like, super complicated. If they're simple, 
uh, and I'm talking about, you know, this goes to this person, this goes to this person, this, I mean, you can get wills done for $500 or less. So right. I don't know about, I mean, and does she own, you know, $10 million worth of property? No, she's, but she's on social security and she doesn't make a lot of money. And so, yeah, so I, yeah, I tell you what, shoot me an email and we'll find somebody within her price range who can who can get it you, done. It you is can important find somebody that can do it for a few sure. hundred dollars. Yeah, but at that point, you know, if you're to a lot of people, five hundred dollars if you don't have to spend it seems like a lot of money. Absolutely, I agree with that. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to spend five hundred dollars if I if I could avoid it. Absolutely, so. but I will tell you this: the peace of mind that you have, fantastic. Your Once recommendation is the, is Samantha's mother should get I agree. A, a lawyer to, to it, it's do like, a will with It's it. like when people ask me, well, I'm going to do my own divorce. No, don't do that. It's not that hard to hire a lawyer, find one who's reasonable. There's more than one of us out there. Um, if you'll email me, even we, we do simple wills. On our wills, on our, our client intake sheets, we put what property you want to, to devise to someone, who should it go to. We include all that stuff. And if there's ever any changes, we can, we can do an addendum. You know, we, we can change it. But shoot me an email, wideunderwoodtriallawyers.com, and if we can't get it done, I'll, I'll get you someone who can do it. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. All right, Samantha, thanks for the call. We got time for one more. I didn't think we'd have time for another call, but it's Tony. Uh, so Tony's going to tell us. Uh, what his issue is, and see if we can get uh, pointed in the right direction here with Justin Underwood. Hi, Tony. Hey, uh, boys. How you doing? Hey, doing, Tony. Doing good, Tony. Okay, uh, I'm going to make this real quick. Uh, I was dating a girl like about five years ago. <clears throat> she got pregnant, and uh, by you. Am I what? By she got pregnant by you. Well, that's the thing. Uh, at first, she said it was it was me, and now she claims it's not mine. Uh, but uh, people that that know her, that know both of us, uh, I've seen the the little boy. They say it looks exactly like me, and I've I've told her that I, if it's mine, I want to be a part of his life. I don't care about back pay, child support. I don't care anything about that. I just want to be a part of his life. Sure. And uh, so, what my question is: Do I have? Uh, she doesn't want to pick the child for a paternity test. Then you I mean, get a, uh, you, then know, you get a court to order her to. I can get a court order? No, absolutely. You, you can do okay. something called, um, they're called suit-affecting parent-child relationships. Now, that, is this something you could DIY, or is this no, something you, I, I would need to, definitely, you definitely need to get a lawyer? Definitely not <laughs> de- do it yourself on this one. Um, okay. No, you, they're, they're child custody suits, basically what they are. And if there's a yeah. question of paternity, step one, you don't even go to step two. Step one, establish paternity. You know, I I think uh, we hear the message in, you know, entertainment and TV and things about how you get this message that that fathers have no rights, like there are no paternal rights, but there are. They're totally absolutely not are. true. Okay. Totally not okay. true. There are good dads out there. There there are there are parents who are great together. There are parents who are better parents when they're not together. There yeah. the entire spectrum have, is available. Have you been a part of the child's life, Tony? And how old no. is how old is the child? The child is about five years old. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And no, I, I, have, I haven't even met the child. So I, I would tell you this, Tony. They're not just going to say, "Okay, well, you get normal visitation." The child's five, and the, this and this kid a, doesn't even know, know you. you. So they would have to slowly integrate you into their yeah. into his life. I guess, Tony. My question would be: uh, So you you thought you were the 
the boy's father for five years. Why why haven't you seen him in those five years? Or have you tried and you've been you've been turned down? Yeah, I, I've tried, and yeah. she says that it's not mine, and she doesn't want me to do any. Uh, she doesn't want me to have anything to do with the, hmm. the boy. Yeah, we we've our our family lawyer Elena Grassheim does this daily. All right, so shoot us an email, uh, Tony, and we'll get you set up, man. Okay, what's it, what's your email? Uh, WyattUnderwoodTrialLawyers dot com, and you know I always say the website. I never give the phone number. Our phone number is nine one five four eight five. Nine one zero zero. All our consultations are free, so you know you can set up a, a consultation with our family lawyer. It's free. She can she can answer your for questions. what Tony's trying to accomplish. How uh, difficult on a scale of one to five would you say um, this is? An, is it going to be an easy thing to get done? No, so it's, it's going to be it's, it's going to be, be a three or four. Mm-hmm. Uh, but okay. you got to know if you're the if you're the father or not. I mean, right. yeah. you can't yeah. go your whole life and not know that. All right, exactly. Very good, Tony. Follow up on that. I appreciate your call today. Okay, thank and you. And good luck. Take care, Bye-bye. Tony. Holler right, it turns right. up. All right. Thank you, Justin. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We're into a brand new hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show. I want to tell you about a teacher who uh, lost his job or got reassigned. I guess he's still got a job. They just reassigned him. And it all had to do with his tattoos and other body modifications. I think, uh, you know, there's a good chance people might want to call in on this story. The number is 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210. So a school teacher who taught kindergartners in France, Sylvain Helene is the guy's name, and uh, said that after getting a complaint from some parents... He was assigned to uh, a different different age group in grade school. Um, so Mr. M- Monsieur Helene is 35, says that he started getting tattoos uh, back in his 20s. And here's what part of what he says. All of my students and their parents were always cool with me because they knew me. Mr. Helene estimates that he has spent around 460 hours under the tattoo needle. Lisa, based on what you know about tattoos, Mm -hmm. does that make you think this guy is heavily tattooed? Uh, 460 hours seems like a lot of time. Yeah, I mean, it depends on just the work that he has done. Would you like to see? Yeah. Okay, before I show you the, the photo of Sylvain... Uh, It came about when one parent told the principal, or whatever version of a principal they have in in Paris, which is where this happened, Mm -hmm. uh, my kid is having nightmares because because they saw this teacher. The student who was having nightmares was not in the class, but had seen the teacher at school and was having nightmares. Okay. Okay. You ready? Big reveal coming up. Bam. Lord. (laughs) I understand the nightmares. (laughs) So he's got his face, everything it looks like, but the tip of his nose is tattooed. He kind of looks like that lizard boy, you know, the guy the guy with the yeah. tongue fork. Uh You mean the guy that's been in our studio before? (laughs) Yeah, the guy who's been in the studio for sure. Yeah, he's also done that. I forget what it's called, but they they inject something into your eyeballs. They're tatted eyeballs. Okay, so his eyeballs look all black. Mm-hmm. He looks like a demon. Now, <laughs> I bet he, 
he could be a nice guy and he might be a good teacher, but that would give me nightmares. Mm-hmm. Not when I was a kid. Now. now. That would give me nightmares now. Uh, so let's find out what what else happened. Well, he was teaching kindergartens when the parents of a child not in his class complained. They said their son, who was not taught by Helene, had mm-hmm. nightmares after seeing them. He says that he started getting tattoos at the age of 27 while teaching at a private school in London because he had what he called an existential crisis. Come on, what Frenchman hasn't gone through an existential crisis? (laughs) It just seems like it's part of the national character, right? Since then, he said, getting tattoos is my passion. He said he hoped to show his pupils. Well, he can't show his pupils because they're all black. (laughs) He hoped to show his pupils that they should accept people who are different from them. I mean, I think that that's a, that's a situation where, yeah, like, well, has your kid met him yet? Has he talked <laughs> to him? Like, like, that could have been a good teachable moment. That's a teachable moment, I think, that where you could say, well, here, why don't you meet uh, Mr., you know, Helene and get to know him? Well, the the question that I have today is we're, I, not, you know, did this guy get a fair shake or not? He uh, is now teaching kids who are in third and fourth grade instead of kindergartners, so I, I guess that's how they resolved that. My question is, does anybody have a story about their teacher getting arrested? No. Or right. getting in trouble with the law? Because no. this guy wasn't. Listen, this guy didn't get in trouble with the law. He wasn't arrested, mm-hmm. but they did reassign him because, because of his tattoos and his tattooed eyeballs. He, he looked scary to some of the kids. <laughs> Mr. Chauncey, uh, our seventh grade math teacher. Okay. And this was right when Urban Cowboy was super popular. I I can't tell you how much this gripped the country when Urban Cowboy oh was the trend. Oh, my God, People that would dri- movie is on at least three times a week in my house. Well, it was a cultural phenomenon when it came out. And <laughs> it we was were for in Joanna as well. <laughs> anyway, uh, Mr. Chauncey always dressed like with those pearl snap shirt, which I'm actually, I have one of them today. <laughs> I have a pearl uh-huh. snap shirt. But he, cowboy boots. Here's the thing. Mr. Chauncey was the math teacher. He seemed boring like you would expect a math teacher to be, but on Mondays he would come in with a black eye, a, oh. a fat lip. Fight club. He never got arrested, but what we figured out later was that he was going to bars and getting in bar fights like at these redneck bars. Back when Urban Cowboy was extremely popular. Uh Uh-huh. I had a French teacher, and the word was... So I had her my freshman year in high school. She was a French teacher. She uh, went missing during the middle of a school year, and the report was, although it didn't make the news, that she had been pulled over for suspicion of drunk driving and tried to uh, offer sex to the police officer to get out of uh, oh. to get out of getting arrested. Um, so anyway, I guess we got some calls. So let's hear from some of these. Uh, first of all, we got Anthony, who's going to talk about a teacher that got in trouble with the law. Uh, Anthony, tell us about your teacher that got in trouble with the law. Uh, my second grade teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, she was always cool. She was always. Uh, Pretty relaxed. Yeah, Three right. years so go by. Back. I'm in high school. I find out in the news that she had brought uh, heroin <laughs> in her purse to oh, school. Heroin. Yeah. Yeah. 
I I was expecting this was going to be well. She got arrested with a little bit of weed, <laughs> you know, or yeah, heroin's a few steps. Heroin down. that one really came right out of left field. I mean, I only, was not expecting that. Yeah. The only thing we even had remotely close to that was we had a teacher who would dip during class and he would hide it. <laughs> you know by... who would dip, Mister Chauncey. <laughs> <laughs> Our teacher, he would hide it because he had one of those like 7-Eleven big old coffee mugs, like a big tumbler, and he would make it look like he was drinking coffee when in fact that's when he was spitting. And the way we found out was one of our friends was his assistant for a class, and this teacher would have him clean out his cup. Gross. All right, we got another uh, call. And this is James. James, we're talking about teachers uh, who you had that got arrested. Uh, well, he got arrested in the middle of class. In the middle of class? What happened? Uh, my government teacher got arrested for making terroristic threats and not paying his taxes. Oh, my. Oh. I, I need to know more what about... What was he teaching in government? Right. <laughs> <laughs> my question is, uh, who did he make the terroristic... Was it somebody at school or... Was it on the online, or how did it how did it unfold? Uh, I believe that they were probably over the phone to the IRS. Yeah. Uh, this was kind of before the age of internet. This guy sounds like a like a if it was before internet, like a proto libertarian who uh, like a tax protester and he's made terroristic threats. It's not a laughing matter. I'm sorry. Uh, let's get a call. I believe Bo is who we're going to go with next. Make sure I get all these lined up. Hi, Bo. How you doing, sir? Bo, we're talking about... I'm very good, thank you. We're talking about teachers who got in trouble with the law. So do you have... No names, by the way. Let's uh, let's stay I'll away from names. Yeah, take the, keep the school out of it. Uh, so what, what happened? So, uh, 1981, uh, sophomore in high school, uh, teacher used to go out behind the auto hobby shop with all of us and get high and started selling us weed and uh, oh, I think wait, it hold was on. The, the 1982 te- is yep. when they put a cop in the class and when, you know, he got busted shortly really? after that. Wait, was it one of those uh, 21 Jump Street scenarios where the cop looked young enough to, to be a kid? Yes. Uh, it, and that was all done before that movie came out, which was funny when I watched the movie. Because it seemed like your life uh, on the big screen, I guess. Yeah. So, uh uh, but anyway, yeah, behind Auto Hobby, we used to go to class. We'd work on the cars for Auto Hobby, and he would, you know, okay, that's it for today. Everybody, let's go. And he would cut the people loose that were, you know, weren't like us, and then uh, take the rest of us out back, and we'd sit around smoking and talking about the cars and stuff. And uh, but then it went from that, from just smoking out with you, to he was actually selling it to he, you. Yes, he would supply us. And was he the auto hobby teacher? Was that what the instructor? What, yes, he, the instructor. All right. Yeah. Uh, it's a damn. It was, it was class, dude. I mean, it was the best best class I had. That Could you kids <laughs> tell that? I mean, were you in the class with the narc? Could you tell that he was a narc, or did did everybody? No, just... he had the he had the period after me. Oh, I see. All right, yeah. Bo. Thank you. Great call. Nope. Appreciate Thanks, it. Bro. All right, we'll see it. All there. right. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's take a look at transmissions, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is Edelbrock. Four on the floor, man. It's got the power where you want it. Hello, Curtis. Hi. Hi, this Curtis. Is the first time I've, this is the first time I've ever called into the show. I listen to y'all all the time. Well, I'm glad to pop cherries here on the morning show, so <laughs> thank you for calling in, Curtis. Uh, but uh, I had a teacher in middle school 
who got caught. It was, I don't remember if it was crack or not, but it was something in the ceiling tiles in her classroom. Well, hold on, I got to process that for a second. You don't know if it was crack, but whatever it was, was in like the suspended ceiling? Yes. Like bricks of it? Or <laughs> I don't, even I, know, I don't what know how much. We just heard about it later. Uh, we were all going to go to her class, but her door was closed and she was in there with the cops and you could see the cops standing on the desk digging around in the ceiling. Did you guys, and Curtis, you and uh, the others on the show, did you guys ever have, like, the police showed up with drug-sniffing dogs and they ran them up and down the hallway, or is that something they only did back when I was in school? I had them a couple of times when I was uh, going to a different high school. Uh, we had somebody smoke a weed in the bathroom, and they had us all file out of the class with the drug-sniffing dogs standing in the in front of the class, and then it had came and searched all our stuff. Do you have any idea, or was there any any rumor about how how the teacher got caught? You know, I, I don't know that, but I just know like we were walking about <laughs> down the hall, and her door was closed, and it had the little like section window mm-hmm. right beside the door frame. So we were all looking in there, like the fuck is going on? Okay, hey, watch out now. Hey, gotta be careful there. Thank you, Curtis. <laughs> yeah. All right. Come on. Man. Well, I can tell when it's a mistake, but come on. I mean, I wish, but we can't say that. All right. Uh, we got Erica. Oh, once again, I don't want to know the school. I don't want to know the teacher's name. I just want all of this uh, to remain as, as anonymous as possible. I outed Mr. Chauncey there, but <laughs> he's probably in his 70s now. He was a young, he was like a young, maybe 30, which when you're, when you're in seventh grade, a 30-year-old and a 60-year-old, there's no difference. He was yeah, just an adult. Same. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, we were taking calls from listeners who had stories about their teacher getting in trouble with the law. We've heard some pretty uh, incredible stories here so far. But let's keep them rolling. And uh, Erica is up next. Hi, Erica. Hi there. Hi, Erica. Now, don't tell us the teacher's name. Okay. Tell us what, like what grade level? I think that's fair. You could say if it's in high school or, or elementary or whatever. Uh, so um, I think I heard you say we can't say the school. So um, a local junior college, I'll say that. Okay, so um, a, a, a junior college, got it. Junior college. Sure, all local right. Local junior college. What happened? So we had a philosophy professor, and he was kind of a, a scrubby guy. He was like a rocker. He had like long hair, wore like you know, disturbed shirts all the time in class. Yeah, what I found with uh, philosophy professors, it it's just uh, it's just a grab bag. You never know what you're yeah. you're gonna get. So <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds reasonable. Yeah. So we all came to class, and he's you know puts down his bag, and all of a sudden the security guards come in, talk to him, and escort him out. And then this older lady comes in. She's like, "I'm taking over the class." It's like, "What the heck happened?" It turned out the philosophy professor had gotten into a physical altercation at Mulligan's on the east side. He had bashed a dude's head in with a cue ball. Oh, my. Dude, yeah. that escalated quickly. His philosophy was not pacifism, it doesn't sound like. <laughs> it was not. And what's, what's funny is I worked for the, the paper, the school paper, and we released it. And the school was like, why did you do that? Like, it's news. Like, he bashed a dude's head in with a pool ball. Like, what do we? Wait, they do didn't it? like that the school newspaper covered the story. Yeah, yeah, they were oh. mad at us. <laughs> nice. <laughs> How would you rate him as a teacher up until then? I mean, were you learning from him? 
he kind of reminded me of like a weedy. Like, hi guys, you know, like like a what? Cool. A weedy? Like a weedy? Is that what you like said? Weedy. He, he seemed high all the time. Oh, <laughs> pothead. Yeah, like, I don't think I've guys. ever heard the term weedy, weedy. before. Yeah. I like that. Oh. Uh, all right. All right. All right. Oh, yeah, dude. All right. Thanks, Erica. Appreciate the call. All right. Thanks. Bye. You like this cool cue ball, man? Be a lot cooler if you did. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Do you remember when you were like in grade school and you, you just never thought of your teacher as a like as a human. as a real person? Yeah, as a human. And then you would just see the teacher like at the grocery store and it blew your mind. What is the teacher doing at the grocery store? Yeah. Like that Simpsons episode when Bart runs into Principal Skinner out in the real world right. and they're like, oh, and there's like this just super awkwardness between the two of them. I was thinking of Mean Girls, like I'm just shopping with my boyfriend. <laughs> the homeless guy. Hi, David. Good morning, Buzz. David, good morning to you. Tell us about a teacher who uh, got in trouble with the law somehow. Sure. So this was about 10 years ago. I was going to college to study to be a nurse. We had our lab on the weekends on Saturday at 7 o'clock in the morning. Our entire class had gotten there, and we were just kind of sitting around talking and being on our phones, and time started going by, and it was 7.30, 8 o'clock, 8.30, you guys stayed step. for an hour and a half for a lab with that, where the where the teacher or professor didn't show up. Sure, yeah, because oh, this wow. was a, a private school, so we were paying out of our pocket. So we made sure that we stayed to get credit for attending. And um, if you missed two classes, you were cut from the program. So, Jeez. yeah, it was pretty pretty strict. So what? He didn't show up, or she? I don't know Did which it was. Right. Cut from the program for missing? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, um, finally another staff member showed up and said uh, that this uh, person wouldn't be showing up at all for the entirety of the rest of the semester. So, of course, us being enterprising young individuals, we got curious and uh, did a Google search, and we found a news page that come to find out this man had been arrested not only for possessing but also for manufacturing and distributing child pornography. Oh, no. no. You hate to hear that. Yeah. Oh my God. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> is it weird? I was kind of hoping for a Walter White scenario, at least there, where it's like he was manufacturing meth. Yeah, I mean that would have been better for us as students too oh. to find that out. At least we wouldn't have been quite as disgusted. Oh <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, David, for the call. No problem. Have a good day, guys. All right. We'll see you. You know, there were a lot of rumors. If a teacher left, somebody might might say, "Well, there was rumor that that." They were hooking up with one of the cheerleaders or something, but mm-hmm. unless it appeared in a newspaper, th- no, there was rumor. no way. It was just a, a rumor. Kids' conjecture is what it was. With the internet, you can check that kind of stuff. Like he said, yeah. <laughs> you know, they were uh, curious kids going on and did a Google search. We got um, a couple more calls here. This is Isaac. Hi, Isaac. How's it going, Buzz? Doing good, good Isaac. To we're t- good morning. morning to you, Isaac. We're talking about teachers who got in some kind of trouble. Uh, mostly with the law, but what do you got for us today? So when I was in high school, we had this one teacher, and she was not your normal, typical-looking teacher. She was very, like, rocker-type, tattooed up, very, very, like, pin-up style. She went all out every day for school. Mm. Um, What do you mean went all out? Like, hair, nice? (laughs) All out, hair, makeup, you know, that really tight pencil, leather skirt. Nice. Heels, like, seven inches high. 
type of thing. All right. Very attractive. Okay. So throughout our four years of high school, she was working on this really big tattoo piece. It was like one of those Japanese-style dragons that went from her neck, down her shoulder, back, ribs, all the way down to her thigh. So keep in mind, these are in areas that are very, you know, you don't really, not supposed to be showing. So she would show the students. Lift up her skirts, lift up her shirt, stuff like that, and show this tattoo. Now, was this in class, or was this, like, extracurricular? (laughs) No, this was in class. In front of female students, male students, (laughs) other staff members. Isaac, I don't don't want to know the school, but what grade? (laughs) Um, So this happened throughout high school. So this happened through 9th through 12th. It was a a span of four years. How long ago was this? (laughs) Uh, It was about 12 years ago. Oh, okay. Oh. So, anyway, so I guess after we had graduated, there was rumors that students, some male students had taken advantage of that situation, and she ended up losing her job because one of the students had a photo and videos of her taking off her shirt. And, you know, well, wait a second. He, like, they took advantage as in she did something inappropriate with the students other than showing her tattoos, or was it just showing the tattoos that she got in trouble? uh, Well, it could have been both. Okay. We heard we heard that she did stuff with uh, some some male students afterwards. So she ended up losing her t- her TA took away her teaching license, and I know that uh, law enforcement got involved, but I don't think there was any charges pressed. Wow. But this is where the story gets a little bit more funnier. So after I had graduated, um, I, after I graduated high school, I graduated college. I started working for the school district. Uh, I was a teacher. One of my students at the time had a very distinct last name, which was. That teacher's last name. Hmm. She shows up to parent-teacher conference, and sure enough, her mom's the teacher. Te- her mom's the yes. suicide uh, girl teacher. Yes, that is her, and still try to hit on me. Oh, hey. all right. Did she still have it? <laughs> all right, all right. All oh yeah, right. she still had it. All right. Okay, thanks, Isaac. Right, thanks thank for the call. Wow, lot of lot of shenanigans. Uh, we got Ralph. We might be running out of time here. Damn, that so. got Lisa to go Owen Wilson on that one. Wow. Yeah. Hi, Ralph. That was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, uh, uh, I think mine's a little bit quicker. Uh, it, this one happened about 15, 16 years ago for me. Uh, I, was, uh, I was a junior in high school at the time, and there was a high school senior football player that, and he wasn't the starter. He wasn't the second team. He was one of those. Like, okay, what are you doing on the team kind of guy? <laughs> and it was like, all right, he's on the team, whatever. Cool guy. But not a great athlete. To play. Yeah, not thank you. So turns out uh, one of our English teachers, and I believe it was English, but, you know, don't quote me on that. She just disappears. And this guy mm-hmm. disappears also. And we're like, hey, what happened to ex-student and what happened to ex-teacher? I'm like, well, we don't know. By the time Chris, uh, Christmas break hits and the football season's over, we find out that those two are hanging out and are hanging out. <laughs> and we're like, we're like, uh, what's her husband got to say about this? Because her husband's also a teacher at oh, the no. same school with us. And he's over there teaching the classes with a mean looking, you know, just look on his face and just hating life like he I seems just want to get through the semester. He, he seems grumpy about something. Yeah, and he just wants to get through the semester. Don't 
we don't know how it happened, but it got dropped. Oh, the, the case against the athlete, teacher? Athlete doesn't know how to perform on the field, but he can perform in the bed. Oh, wow. Did When you say it got dropped, do you mean the teacher came back to work? Uh... No, the student came back, but the st- yeah, the teacher the teacher got dropped from oh, school, but the student came back. And not that he didn't make any better friends or anything. We just looked at him like, how could you destroy a marriage? Yeah. And well, but he's the so kid. Public, I mean, he is the minor, yeah, though, in def- the case, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. But one so as public as this where her husband is working at the same school. Yeah. You know, I would have thought of that story as something very shocking years ago but there just been so many of them where it yeah. happens and then then they show the teacher and especially the ones where she's young and hot I, I, I just can't be shocked by that anymore and that's and i guess that's the twist in this she wasn't one of those lookers oh no <laughs> yeah well he wasn't a starter either so <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ooh, yeah, yeah right. all right okay thank you ralph thanks yeah, for the call easy. it's the buzz adams morning show podcast yeah, it's hard to say that, that anybody won on that debate. I mean, certainly not either one of the can For instance, if a guy in a three-piece suit showed up at the zoo to debate the orangutan and the orangutan threw a handful of poo at the guy in the three-piece suit, the guy in the three-piece suit even looks ridiculous. And, and that's what happened last night at... If you really want to make yourself sad and, and weep about how far, far America has fallen, watch a debate from any other year other than 2016, because that was also uh, a show. Watch a debate between John McCain and Barack Obama. Check out a debate between George W. Bush and John Kerry. Go back and you want to see a three-way? Uh, oh, why, I don't. Watch a debate between Bill Clinton, George George H.W. Bush and Ross Perot. And you are going to think that that is from some long-forgotten mythologized time just because the the level of discourse has... I, I, I mean, I can't even say diminished. It's just... You can't imagine that those are the same two countries. I, I remember when I was in college... Uh, there was a debate and somebody did a sick burn on the other candidate it was Texas Senator Lloyd Benson against Dan Quill. They were both running for vice president. So it was a vice presidential debate and Dan Quill quoted uh, JFK and then Lloyd Benson came back. By the way, none of them were talking at the same time. So Dan Quill says his thing about JFK. Lloyd Benson comes back and says, uh, Senator Quayle, I knew Jack Kennedy. You're no Jack Kennedy. And that was like, oh, all the decorum just went out of the room. I mean, that was considered. Yeah. yeah. She thought till now. <laughs> didn't even walk in with decorum in the room. The decorum was like, no, nah, I'm going to sit outside. It's not even worth it being here. Uh, if, they, if they're if they going to do any more of these debates, I don't know why you would, would show up to debate the poop throwing orangutan at the zoo twice. I could see maybe making a mistake one time, but why you would show up for a second time of debating the the orangutan that threw poop at you. But I think the only way they're going to be able to do it is Trump in one location, Biden in another location, a moderator in a third location, and the moderator can control a mute button. 
I, I mean, that's not really what you want. You want to see an exchange between these two. Well, no, and here's the problem. Two, and, here's the but, problem that you would get is you would get then Trump saying that he was being muted, uh, more. muted more, or that he was not being listened to, and he had really good points, and he had all of these plans. If I hadn't been muted, I would have won in a yeah. cakewalk. There's no nobody would deny it. They were muting me unfairly. This is the only time that I think I've, I've ever seen on television after a debate. They say, "All right," and then coming up. Did anyone get anything out of that debate? Is it even worth it to do it again next? And I was like, wow, that's sad. Like the it, news is saying, is it worth is it? Is it worth it to do another debate? All it does is debase uh, any any illusions of presidential, uh, you know, looking up to people who want to be president or any kind of decorum or any kind of class around the office. I mean, the office has been debased so much that I don't know if there's a point in doing a second or third or fourth debate at this point. Got some neckline calls. We could probably uh, change up the topic a little bit, but I think on one of the neckline calls, we're going to find one of the victims of the Buzz Adams debate drinking game. Somebody did it while they were on Facebook yesterday and, uh, I didn't listen to the whole call, but not sounding good this morning. The number for the neckline, if you want to leave a message, is 844-805-NECK. That's 844-805-6325. So let's listen to some of these. Hey, Buzz and gang, uh, this is the Coats Magoats. I just wanted to see what you guys thought about um, all the presidents being related. Now, there's only two presidents that aren't related to each other, and I bet you can't guess who they are. It is Trump and Martin Van Buren. Now, all the other presidents are related by a medieval French king. Look it up. Uh, I've heard of this before. I'll give you a way to look it up even uh, easier. I think there's a whole Wikipedia page, and I think it might be titled Most Royal most royal candidate theory, and it's this guy, this British... Uh, Vlad the Impaler, no? No, this guy uh, says that in every election, he could predict the outcome of the election by who was most closely related to medieval British monarchy. Here's the thing, though. If if you go back in history, most of the presidents have been... Have, well, all of them have had European ancestry. If you go back ten generations, you're talking about a thousand ancestors if you go back much more than that you're talking about a million ancestors it's not all that surprising i mean not enough to make it eerie or anything you know if you went back far enough you'd get to a point where where we're all related somehow going back to adam and eve man but when this this thing about the most royal candidate theory they're distantly related you're talking like like 15th cousins you know twice removed and stuff like that it, it's not really all that compelling once you get in like on it. the surface it sounds compelling because what? you're saying all of them are related somehow which then you would think like oh there's they like never a saw a branch where they're brothers or cousins or you know something like that where it's like ah, eh, not really you know the roosevelts were related but even that was like third cousins you know between and i i don't know exactly what it was but and you did have some, you know, a couple of times we had presidents whose sons uh, held the same office. But as far as... Oh, the Adams, go, wasn't it? Yeah, the Adams and the Bushes. 
If you go far enough back, though, you're going to find that it's not not really that unusual that you can connect people. If you're talking 12th, 13th, 14th cousins. Uh, let's get another call off the neckline. Remember, you can call anytime, um, even if it's the weekend and it's late and you've been drinking. We get calls like that all the time. Not Good a morning, y'all. Hey, uh, I have a request. Would you please keep the discussions of 90 Day Fiance to a minimum? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm listening to you right now. I just go on and on and on <laughs> about watching other people's lives. Who cares? I'd rather listen to you talk about anything else. You know what thought just ran through my mind? Let's start talking about 90 Day Fiance. No. Oh. This guy has never watched 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, I guarantee it. It came, up, <laughs> it came up the other day on Hulu, and I almost pressed it to watch, and I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to stand strong on this one. Mm-hmm. Anything else. Talk about how you rearrange your sock drawer, d- techniques of clipping your, your toenails or, you know, how long your nose hair gets if you don't drown or something. It's all disgusting, I know. But anything is better than 90 Day Fiance. Guys, please, for the love of all things holy, I beg you. That is all. Good day. So my sock drawer goes whites, and then it goes to the gray socks, and then I have the black socks. In the same drawer or separate drawers? No, same drawer. So I have like rows. Yeah, who does socks in different drawers? I do. It's all in the same drawer, I got blacks, browns, and then like anklets. This is literally where my OCD comes in because I I have have a bucket. A bucket? Yeah, like you got a, a bucket of socks. Bucket of socks. Yeah, that wins. And right that's there. where it all goes. A Joanna having bucket? a bucket of socks yeah, is amazing. Yeah, because I don't want to lose them, and somehow in my drawers I lose them. So I have them I, organized. They go in a bucket. I fold them into three, let's, like three quarter, like three little piece, like, and then it goes. Let's keep this up grays, for the rest black. of this hour, just so that guy How regrets our, suggesting a topic. Well, dude, I mean, like, I I separate mine out too because you've got you know you've got your ankle socks, you've got your yeah. full socks. And then I also have a separate category for workout socks because, you know, you need those padded socks if you're going for a run or something. So yeah. I got, I've got white hey, ones of those. How long I've got do you black keep your workout socks for? Because I was thinking about buying some the other day. Yeah, because my, my normal, my white workout socks are a little thin. But my gray ones, like my Reebok ones, are still really good. Are you starting to get hobo toes in them? Because Not that's yet. what happen where you get hobo the little toes sticking out? Not yet, but <laughs> you know my, they're a little thin on the bottom, and the Reebok ones are still staying together pretty well. I don't get rid of my socks until the enough elastic has come. And they don't stay up? That they slide under your shoe, like under your foot inside oh, the shoe. And then I it's like, hate Then that. it's like, all right, maybe I'll think about getting some new socks. I, I, yeah, I have a lot of socks in my, and I have to have them lined up by color and by size. And then I even have an, another line of socks now that's all pug socks because I don't know why, but Chewy.com has a lot of pug socks available, especially during the wintertime. So I, I get those now for gifts. Everyone sends me pug socks. Oh, you know what? I have a fourth sock drawer now that you mentioned oh, that. What? So, yeah. You have a bucket and you have a, like four drawers. Why What's then, wrong with you two? How come then when you take off your shoes, if you have that many socks, why do you always have hobo toe? Yeah, you do. You're rocking the hobo toes, bro. Also, please take your stop shoe taking off right your now. shoe off in front of me. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, in my presence. I'm showing you, Joanna, Joanna one time he w- he and I'm really showing stinky. everybody on the Facebook stream uh-huh. that I'm wearing shoes that do not have hobo toe. What the hell's wrong with those socks, though? Are those patriotic? What is that? Okay, so that brings us to the fourth sock drawer. <laughs> <laughs> I've got black socks. Uh-huh. Uh, I, black and blue. Black or blue. Yeah, 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 like a navy. Yeah. We get it, we get it. I've got brown. 
Okay. Uh-huh. Brown also khaki would go in the brown drawer. Okay. No, I'll I've got ankle socks or workout socks. Mm-hmm. And then I've got novelty socks. And these came out of the novelty sock drawer. So it's kind of a <laughs> so it's you not have a flag, drawers. but it's kind of a, a patriotically themed color. You have novelty go- drawers. I have like rows of socks. <laughs> like I have a novelty row Again, that's pug socks. Everything just goes in the bucket. What? <laughs> How do you find them though? Like do you have them paired up? Yeah, do you do you like fold them together? Anything, yeah, or they're, is it just they're like, like this, in that little ball thing that you do. Okay, okay, but sucks. doesn't that make the elastic become unelastic? Okay. Yeah, and once that starts to happen, I just pair the really good sock with another really good sock. Joanna, are your socks matching right now? You know, sometimes they sell socks that none of them match. All right, so I just want to say that mm. they sell socks yes, that don't match. No, they don't. Match. No, and it works out for me because my socks sometimes don't always match. What if Joanna? Was are like, they matching look, right now? I was they what are. If, what if, Joanna, right what if Joanna was like, God, they sold this package of socks that don't match. They've got one of these over here, but secretly she just mixed them all up. <laughs> and the, like, the one that matches is actually over on the other side. It sometimes works out in my favor. So. Can you but they're show clean. me the bucket? Can you like take a picture? Yeah, yeah picture I think we need to see this. Is it like one of those big Home Depot buckets? No, it's like uh, the like one a, to get at the dollar store. Like Guys, a that pail? Like, like a little pail. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm claiming like right now this post. I'm like, claiming yeah, it. It was like a Halloween trick-or-treat bucket you once used, and then you repurposed it as a sock bucket? Is this the Oogie no, Boogie I got you from that's Disney? Too small. <laughs> I thought you were I thought you were being hyperbolic. When you said bucket, I, I pictured like a laundry basket, like a oh, like plastic a laundry basket. Uh, it's like a little pail. Like a little pail you take <laughs> to a day at the beach. Guys, yeah. I'm gonna need all of you to send me a, a picture of your one. sock drawers because this oh, is I a post. Clean mine, out. mine is a hot mess right now. Mine I'll, I'll I just clean it out and I'll send it to you. you I wanna, just organized mine yesterday and want, it gives you, me a lot of happiness. You want a picture of each sock drawer? Yeah. So you can see my novelty ones with Rick and Morty and the one that looks like Van Gogh. and Yeah, so I'm going to need so to forth. see everybody's sock drawers. And then disregard the you drawer the- to the left that's next to it. Why? What's on the drawer to the left? It's just a like a cluster. Weed stash. No, <laughs> no, because that's Underneath where I put everything. It's the drawer that Brandon and Buzz don't have. It has like tights in it, and Who like says I don't have a tights drawer. <laughs> you don't know what we do on the weekend. Buzz probably, Buzz probably has two tights drawers. Yeah, right. if he has four sock drawers. But he really has two. I've got. I've got. I've got a drawer for tights and swimsuits. I don't know why. I've got a drawer for black tights and a, a drawer for nude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> you know, I had something really weird happen with socks a few years ago. Living in Florida, I only wore ankle socks. Okay. Right? It's too hot down there. So when I moved back to Portland during the wintertime, I would start to wear like the three-quarter socks or anything that would kind of go up your calf. Sure. All of a sudden, I noticed all the hair on my shin was rubbing off. And so I had this like oh bald patch on the front of my leg <laughs> from these socks. Did you used to wear socks on your head? <laughs> <laughs> Got another. Why uh, were they? Were, how did they get rid of your hair? I don't know, but it's really You're, weird. Now we're talking about Brandon's leg hair, yeah. just like Biden. Look what you did, Ooh. caller. And now we can bring it all the way around to the debate. Oh, I was about See to say, Mark Hamill just tweeted something out, said the debate was the worst thing I've ever seen, and I was in the Star Wars holiday special. Oh, man. <laughs> it, it, it is, that debate is one of the most shameful things in the history of this uh, country. For everybody. It doesn't matter which side you're on. That was just... A real indication of how far our country has has sunken so far. Yeah. Hey, Buzz Adams. Hey, 
my buddy and I were playing your debate drinking game. We were we were on Facebook Messenger Live or video or whatever that's called. Uh, we're both we're both uh, uh, rooting for for Biden. We can't stand Trump, but we flipped the coin and I got Biden. He got Trump. Ah, he read the rules. See, that's the thing. Uh-huh. You don't pick who you're going for. You randomly, your team, you one just of pick the a side yeah. based on nothing. And then you have to go by the debate rules. It's like it was on uh, BuzzAdamShow.com, but I guess they saw it on Facebook too. We're both having tequila, eighteen hundred on Yale, Ooh. and because nice. of you, I'm going to have a massive hangover tomorrow morning. <laughs> I may have to call into work. But the best part is, I think I won. The dude is literally passed out while he's still on the video. On the video. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, so there's a little more to the call, but I put things in there like for the drinking game that I didn't expect to happen, and then they happened. <laughs> <laughs> So things that were likely to happen, I put in the SIP category. It's like if your candidate, you know, not the one you're going for, but the one you were assigned, if your candidate does this, take a sip of beer. Then there was take a shot if it was more unlikely to happen. Then it was chug a whole beer. Yeah. Some of the chug a whole beers happened last night. Right out of the gate. Yeah, in this crazy debacle. Oh, so you, re- you read okay. through the rules? I like did. Like the phone is on his chest. And I can just hear him snoring. I think he knocked out probably five minutes before the debate ended. We, I literally, I, I literally lost track of how many shots we've had. But I'm gonna take one more shot. I'm gonna cheers to your show. And one to number nine that this country is doomed. And oh yeah, you proud boys, <laughs> screw you. <laughs> I feel a little bad, but I also feel a little proud to tell you the truth. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, thirty days half September, June and November. So this is the last day of uh, September, right? Yes. Uh, th- yes. I got to do that. Yeah, tomorrow's love. when we got to wake up, Billy Joe Armstrong. Oh yeah, September's right. over. He wanted a wake-up call, so uh, get me Billy Joe Armstrong's Mm -hmm. phone number. We'll get to the Mo Show calendar. Here are uh, some comments on our Facebook. If you want to join us on Facebook, there's a whole there's a whole comment page chat box over there. Just find Buzz Adams Show on Facebook. So Sierd, it feels like I haven't seen Sierd in the chat for a while, but he's he's back and good to see him. But Sierd says. I disagree with Buzz in that neither candidate won. We know that Biden can act like a normal president. Clinton tried to be professional in a debate versus Trump and ultimately lost the election. Biden debated the only way you can debate this overgrown toddler throwing a tantrum. The undecided voters need this type of performance to be won over from the Trump side. Um... Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with as bad as that debate was last night. I mean, Trump came off as came off a lot worse, but I bet you there are a lot of Trump supporters who thought he just knocked it out of the park, man. 
Oh, oh dude, yeah. I had friends on Facebook. They were like, oh, he's dominating right now. He's just spitting facts, man. I saw it all over that I, I, I was supposed to go to a watch party and I didn't because I had a, my class I had to go to. And I'm like, how was it? And I was like, it was weird because the, the Trumpers were just full on, just eyes lovingly, adoringly staring. I honestly honestly think it's some kind of spell or Mm -hmm. some kind of hypnotism because I mean, if you, if you couldn't see that, that, you know, Trump is an overgrown man child who is just going to throw his poop at anything that he sees as a target. I, I don't know where you're coming from. Serge, uh, on Facebook says, how about we just don't have a president, and if you <laughs> protesters want to hit them where it hurts, you don't vote. It's obvious voting doesn't matter. Uh, okay, no. Come <laughs> on, no. I, mean, I thought I, he was going to say, like, let's make this a bye year. Like, nobody's in charge. No, this is, I think there are a lot of people, and this might even be a Russian. I'm not accusing Serge of being a Russian bot, but he's doing the work of Russian bots. Try and convince undecided voters that it's just not worth voting for is one of the things that hostile foreign governments seeking to influence an American election this year are going with is, okay, well, you won't convince anybody to to vote for Trump, but you might convince them to not vote by telling them it's futile. So either Serge is a Russian bot or he's a useful fool uh, for Russian influence. And Padilla wants to know, how do you get a top fan diamond on the Facebook chat? Just by commenting a lot, or does the show give it to you? Cash at me, and we can work something out. No, I don't think we have anything to do. I, I noticed <laughs> no. that. Like some of, them are, some of them are diamond fans, some of them are top fans. But I, And then I noticed some people who were diamond fans, I'll look and I'll go, oh, they're not a diamond fan anymore. I wonder what happened. We. I don't know how it works, and I don't know if we have any control over it at all. And then all. sometimes when I get one on certain pages, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be. No, don't say I'm a top fan of this right? page. <laughs> I'm not that into this page. I'm here to troll. I yeah, don't exactly. Be- <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 but you're one of our top trolls. You one of the best. Do you know how you're it? You're the best. Do you know how it works? Uh, no. Is it just how much you're in the chat and how much? No, you I think com- it's how much you comment and interact. Really? I think so. Okay. Let's uh, go ahead and look at that Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events here on September the 30th. 30 days half September, so that means it's the final (laughs) day of the month. Today is Ask a Stupid Question Day. Oh, that... There was a lot last night. Should have been yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) I guess in the time remaining, you know, if you want to give a call and maybe you've got a question you've always thought it was so so dumb you never would ask anybody you could call in anonymous and ask a stupid question but you know what happens if you ask a stupid question you get a stupid answer (laughs) today is women's health and fitness day birthdays include actor ezra miller who's 28 how's he doing is he still choking people out what's happening with that dude so he played the flash in the dc movies and the last we heard, he was like in Iceland or someplace, choking a woman on a on a bar patio. Really right. slowly, too, yeah. by the way. Like, very depressing for the man playing the Flash. Yeah, use the time power, man. Come on. Rapper T-Pain is 35 today. He is widely acknowledged as the founding father of Auto-Tune. 
Yes, but he has a beautiful voice. Don't let anybody lie to you. He won the mask. The mask singer. The mask singer. Excuse he did. Me. Mm-hmm. Birthday for Lacey Chabert, who's thirty-eight now. In my book, uh huh. She's the daughter of the man who made toaster strudels. She uh-huh. was the hottest of the Mean Girls. Yeah, including Lindsay Lohan. I thought that. Agree. Yeah. Lacey Chabert was the hottest, although. No, Rachel he, McAdams, pretty hot. I mean, no, I like Lacey. Lacey was great because that's why her hair was so big. It was full of secrets. She played uh, Gretchen in Mean Girls. Gretchen Wieners. And her father, the inventor of Toaster Studio, mm-hmm. would not be too happy to hear this. When mm-hmm. the dude's dropping off the Valentine's cramps, and none for Gretchen Wieners. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, I love Lacey Chabert. Macaulay Culkin's younger brother, Kieran Culkin, is having a birthday. He's 38, and uh, right now he's on on Succession on HBO, which is a critically acclaimed show, so good for him. French actress and Academy Award winner Marion Cotillard is 45. She won uh, the Best Actress Oscar for her role in La Vie en Rose. Actor Tony Hale, who was on a couple of great sitcoms like all-time great sitcoms Arrested Development and Veep uh, is 50 today lead singer of Fish Trey Anastasio 56 today also Monica Bellucci the Italian actress who was a Bond girl inspector is 56 A a lot of birthdays today there are a lot of celebrities having birthdays Eric Stoltz is 59. When I say Eric Stoltz, what's the first thing you think of? Mask. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Right. Rocky Dennis in Mask. I think of the uh the Pulp drug fiction. dealer in his Pulp in his house coat in the robe. Yeah, in the robe who uh, uh-huh. <laughs> sells the heroin that Mia Wallace ODs on. So Eric uh Eric Stoltz is 59 today. Fran Drescher the nanny is 63. And one of the Brady kids is having a birthday. Barry, who, uh, or Greg, rather, the oldest son, Barry Williams, is the actor, is 66 today. Oh, my God. I was just watching Full House the other day. And it was the episode where he shows up and he takes Jesse's band. Oh, really? Did he uh, the look? The Rippers. Was it an old episode? Yeah, not Fuller House. Yes, the the original. So class. did he? Did he still look like Greg Brady, or did he, he look like the grown up like, version? He was the grown up version uh, of Greg Brady. So it was Greg and the Rippers. It was Greg and the Rippers. Yeah. Crooner Johnny Mathis is eighty five, and actress Angie Dickinson, who starred on Police Woman, she's eighty nine today. Couple of dates in history uh, to note: 65 years ago, James Dean was killed in a two-car collision in California. He had just, uh, like, within a, couple, a few days before that, he had done a PSA about safe driving. So that happened in 1955, 65 years ago, and 60 years ago, The Flintstones premiered on ABC. 1960 was the year. It was a uh, prime time, and it was considered kind of like a Simpsons or Family Guy. Like when you think of Flintstones, very risque. It, well, it just it w- wasn't primarily for for kids and adults really got into it. So, uh, you, there's some similarities between the Flintstones and Family Guy and Simpsons. You know, it's the it's the dad who's 
incompetent and but that really even goes back further to uh, Honeymooners, which was a show that was on in the 50s and 60s. So a uh, couple of interesting things that, about the Flintstones, uh, which turned 60 today. Did you know that they it used to air at night for mostly it was considered an adult audience, and one of their first sponsors was cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard yeah. the Flintstone cigarette ads? Yep. It was for Winston, so during a commercial break, You'd have a little vignette with Fred and Barney uh, smoke, and it would show them smoking them too. They're just going to town smoking these uh, cigarettes. 